You're listening to the Man of Class podcast. I'm your host, Eric Yusko, founder of Man of Class, the Man of Class podcast, and the exceptional life strategist for those men who know there's a lot more to life than just that daily grind. This episode, we're going to kind of shift gears here a little bit. We're still into the same type of learnings from the pandemic. However, we're going to kind of switch gears more to a financial discussion. Uh, when we start thinking about the exceptional life, it's very important. So if you're interested at all on how you can become better financially prepared for pandemics, stay tuned. Every day, the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Man of Class, a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. All right, welcome back. This episode, we're going to dive into, like I said before, a, a different a different aspect, and it's all around financial. Now, if we rewind the clocks a little bit, and we kind of walk through what we've got in 2020, the stock market was booming. It was more and more people were just kind of going after and getting the things that they really wanted in life. But often it kind of came at a cost of maybe relying too heavily on credit. Now, we're going to have actually next week's episode, so make sure you stay tuned for that. We're going to get into credit and some of the mistakes, uh, some of the lessons, ways you can get credit to work for you. But everything's kind of in a balance. And so when we looked through that lens of as we were going through in the spring and all of a sudden everything started shutting down, businesses went under a massive contraction. A lot of layoffs were happening in a lot of different sectors and industries. Furloughs was happening. And what ended up happening is people that lived outside of their means very quickly, you know, to, to go back to what Chad had said in a previous episode, to, you know, to quote Warren Buffett, you, you saw who was naked. You very quickly saw the people who maybe were living more uh, closer to that hairy edge of maybe not having as much savings. And it's interesting because when we look at, so there's the individual piece, but then there's also the business piece. The business piece is actually really fascinating because when you look at businesses, again, people are investing in the stock markets. They see the brands that they kind of see every day and they don't, they may or may not give as much detail into company health. What are the companies doing really well at? What are the profits? What are the losses? Etc. And it, it really became prevalent again when you have a massive disruption because the companies that, and we're seeing this even today, the companies that are doing the best are ones that have found niches that are independent of whether it's a pandemic or not, but they've also built company brands that were the strongest. And they had cash. That was probably the biggest takeaway as we look at businesses that were doing remarkably well during this time is that the, the companies that had cash, a ton of cash. And so if you look at a business, it's nothing more than personal finance, just amplified, more complex. It's the companies that had a big savings accounts 
those are the ones that were doing okay because they could rely on themselves to say, mm, I don't really know how things are going to go, but I don't really want to lay a whole bunch of people off. I don't want to downsize too drastically because I think that we can weather it. We can pivot. We can do this. We can do that. And I can do all of that because as a company, I have enough cash on hand to be able to, to, to navigate, right? That adaptability piece. When you think of a man of class, it's, you know, adaptability is a piece of it. And so having that adaptability, whether you're a business owner, whether you're um, working for yourself as an entrepreneur, whether you're a W-2 employee, all of these things can be very important. You know, the, you can start to see lessons in businesses that are thriving and dying at the same time. And what are the lessons from the businesses and how can we really apply those into personal life? And so when you think about in the personal life, right, savings accounts, the same type of thing. People that were living too close to edge, sort of living that paycheck to paycheck, if there's a disruption to be had, furlough, um, people going on unemployment, um, in some cases, unemployment, they actually had made more money, but in some instances, people had made less or people had just lost their jobs entirely. And the it's never sexy, right? It's never sexy to, to have a savings account because again, go online and people are like, oh, you should never have a savings account. You need to you know, be fully vested in the stock market. You need to have this, you need to have that. But it was in those times. And I remember it was right at the beginning. I can't remember these dates, but it was right at the beginning when you started noticing people starting to hoard. There was a lot of uncertainty on what was going to happen. How were things going to close down? Were things going to close down? What did that really mean? And the people who rested the the best at night, because there was a ton of uncertainty, right? It, the company that I'm working for, is it going to go out of business? Is it going to stay open? Uh, is my company going to thrive or is it going to die? You know, these are all things that, that people, it irregardless of whether you were a W-2, whether you were a business owner, whether you're an entrepreneur, it, it didn't matter. These were things that, that nobody could really foresee. And so the people who slept the best at night were the ones that had a lot of cash. If you think of like Apple, Apple did really well because they had so much cash. Um, and, and so it's, it's taking those lessons of maybe now is the best time. So again, as we take of, of thinking about the lessons of, a, of the pandemic, it's always good to have a little bit of savings. One can argue that. I think that it's, I've talked to many different guys throughout many different industries and many different financial statuses and always having some type of what if fund, you know, some people call it savings, some people call it what if, some people rainy day, however you want to term it having some cash on hand is important. And it's, you know, it's interesting because again, if you talk to like, you know, look at Dave Ramsey's model or just a lot of different financial advisors, though, some of them will point you to having a massive savings account. Others will just say a couple months other. And so the thing to take away from it is there is no right or wrong answer. Some people have zero savings. They they ride everything paycheck to paycheck. Some people take everything, you know, any extra money that they have and they put it into investments, into IRAs or 401ks. And that's that's a path. Some people sit on cash. They just they don't believe in the stock market. They just want to have their cash on hand, have that great liquidity. 
and again, there's there's no right or wrong. It's just what goal is it that you're really trying to get to? And one of the things, again, because this whole thing is is dedicated around the lessons from a pandemic is how can you make sure that through times of unshaking or not through unshakiness, through shakiness and uncertainty that you can really have something to rely on yourself. And I, I think having a savings account is important. I think having that because whether whether you treat it as having an actual savings where you don't you know you legitimately don't touch it for anything or even you have that as as an opportunity it gives you choices the more cash you have the more choices you have we live in a capitalistic society so the more cash that you have the more choices if if you only had five dollars you can only get a bus pass to get from point a to point b if you had a thousand dollars maybe you could do uber you know, maybe you get a car, maybe you, you know, whatever, uh, buy a plane ticket. If you had, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, you know, your choices just open up the more, the more money that you have. And so this was actually something that when I was talking with a few buddies, just as things were hitting, I said, you know, you almost never feel like you have enough cash on hand, but one thing, because as you go through this is you figure 0809, there was a recession. Now there was a brief recession. It seems to have bounced back pretty quickly. Uh, people can argue whether or not it was the Fed that was that was infiltrating it or just because things are really booming or because we've found a, a way of living with COVID and have come out of this. Um, but regardless, there's always been these dips. And again, when I think about what's the opportunity the thing that I see is saving and having almost like a, a candy fund. And I say candy fund because if you ever go to like the fair, yeah, my wife and I, Amber, we, um, before COVID hit, we would always go to the, the Ohio state fair. And one of our favorite booths that we would go into was the candy store because you could go in and had any candy that you could ever want. And chances are it was always cheaper than what you could get at any normal store. You can get it in bulk. You can get it by weight and get however much that you want. And it's always at a discount. And, and so when I when I look at that and I go, really, when the stock market tanks, when things are going to uncertain times, having a little candy fund where you can go in and you know the companies, the brands that people are buying into, Apple, the Tesla, uh, you know, Amazon, Walmart, right? These, these big name brands that you know are led by great people, those you can get at a discount. And so that was actually one of the things that one of my personal lessons as I, as I had gone through this pandemic and look back and said, what are, what's something that I can take away from this financially that I can think about in the next recession, the next blip, the next crash, the next whatever, because, you know, whether you believe every 10 years or something that hits or whether you believe it's eight or, or, or whatever, the stock market does go up and it does go down. And over time, it has a positive trend that goes in the upper direction. But there's money that could be made. There's um, benefits that can be had when things do go down. But again, doing things, going back to what Chad had done, had said in a previous episode of zigging and zagging and doing something, you know, being greedy when others are fearful. 
in those times, usually what ends up happening is everybody is selling, selling, selling. The price drops on all these stocks. And even if you just do a normal uh, mutual fund, and for those that are still kind of befuddled when I use these terms, we'll, we can um, make, sure, make sure to message me and, and we'll make sure to get uh, a stock market investor guy coming in or or somebody else you know, from a financial institute to kind of just help explain some of this, right? Because it's, it's a convoluted world. Everyone that you go to, it's, you know, you need to invest in Bitcoin, you need to invest in stocks, you need to do mutual funds. And everyone that you talk to is trying to get you to, to invest in something different. Uh, but it's, it's up to the investor yourself on what is it that you really want to go after. And so for me, you know, I, I, uh, I can share what I'm going after or what I think of going after is the next couple steps is to, to create sort of that cash candy fund. And the next time things go on a discount, go and just start buying stuff because I can really a couple small decisions just like that can really lead to big payouts. Think about the people who, when there was a blip in whether 08 or 09, or even just what happened here this year, who had bought when Apple went down, um, when Tesla went down, you know, those two stocks right now are going to go through uh, stock splits. So what that means is when you have one stock, you know, when you own one share, one part of the company, they're rewarding you by whatever multiplier they have. I think it's like four or five, I think for um, both Tesla and Apple, I'd, I'd have to go back and see what the articles were. But what that means is now all of a sudden, instead of having one share, you've got three or four or five, whatever the split was. Well, when that rebounds and, and again, that valuation goes up now, all of a sudden, instead of having one worker, a, a, a buddy had told me, he's like, every dollar, think of it as like a worker. And the more workers that you can have working for you, the more financial freedom that you that you can get. Well, if you think of one worker goes through a stock split, now all of a sudden you've got five workers. That same worker that you paid for is making the, the output of five. Well, when five starts to go back up now and there's another drop and you can take maybe some money and you can buy, you know, five goes to 10 and it goes up. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you start having something that's that's that avalanche. You start getting money that's starting to work for you as opposed to you working for the money. And that can lead to financial freedom, which I know many of us, that's a goal. But it's it's always one of those of financial freedom is a big overarching goal. And then we go, well, what the heck? <laughs> right. What do we go do? Which kind of leads into I can't remember. It was a previous episode where, you know, take the if you get overwhelmed on things, what's the very next best step? One very next best step could be to save up a little cash, right? Save up a, a hundred, two hundred, five hundred, a thousand, ten thousand whatever the number is that you can that you can pull together and look for things to go on sale. Look for, you know, if you have an iPhone, think about buying Apple. You know, if, if you believe enough in the product to, to own it and to use it, then why not try to be an owner in that company, even if it's a small piece? And I know a lot of people say, well, you know, but, but sure, but why, you know, why, own single stocks or, or, or mutual funds. And again, that can get into a whole bunch of different investing uh, theory and just different trading styles. But but take stock of, of things. Are you working for something, right? Are you working for that iPhone or are you putting your money into an investment that's actually working for you? 
And it can be very powerful. I mean, regardless, that goes for real estate, that goes for um, currencies, foreign exchange. It, the, it's, it's endless. The amount of investment opportunities is truly endless. But again, when we think of what are the things that we can learn from the overall pandemic, it's having cash on hand. And, and you even still see this now. So we're, we're getting into the brink of starting a new month and get, getting into September. And I know a lot of people are still hoarding cash because of the unknowns. Um, you know, you, you hear these uh, people are either bearish or bullish. Bullish just means aggressive and, and seeking opportunities. Bearish is kind of more reserved and more hesitant. There's still a lot of people who are hoarding cash being more bearish. And in the way that they look at it, it, it allows them to sleep at night. Now, for others, that may not work for you. And you may say, no, I want to be bullish in this time. You know, both great options. It, it all depends on your risk level. But I think something that we can all agree on is having some extra cash when the times are important can be a very can be a very big helping hand in getting you through a pandemic. So that not knowing what happens, whether it's um, certain industries crumble, certain companies go bankrupt. Um, people go bankrupt, right? These are all things that, that are uncertainties, little blips. And the more adaptable that you can be or the more um, financially ready for, for some of this stuff, the, the easier that you can sleep at night because you're no longer worried of what's going to happen. It's, it's you know you have at least a little bit of cash and you know that you're adaptable uh, enough to, to go out and find work because every time there's a down market or every time there's, you know, a, a industry or multiple industries go down, there are plenty of opportunities for other industries that are going up. Again, looking at, at this pandemic, going out to eat, you know, restaurants, the food industry, a lot of that had a, a blip. Aviation industry had a massive blip because nobody wanted to fly because nobody wants to be in close proximity. But when you look at Things like Amazon, online businesses, online learning platforms, those are all just booming because everybody had been staying home. And even, even now as things have been opening back up and people have been going back out, there's still modified hours. There's still a whole bunch of things that are leading people to still put money and attention into certain industries than they were used to when there was sort of free reign and there was really nothing stopping people. And so, again, just having that adaptability. So that kind of leads to, you know, lesson number two from a financial piece of it is many people that were on the brink of losing their jobs or were furloughed, it, they all of a sudden started looking at their skill sets. And so I, I think, it, I know I did the same thing. What are my skill sets? What are things that I know that I'm in, competent in? Because knowing what you're competent in can help you go through whatever next chapter that it might be. So many people, they define themselves of like, oh, I'm just an engineer. Oh, I'm just a doctor. Or, oh, I'm just a um, car mechanic or, oh, I'm just, you know, whatever that it might be. But if you think of developing skills on the outside of whatever that it is that you do day to day, as well as how to leverage those skills, there can be a lot of power in that because 
knowing that you can take your current skill set, your communication, your leadership, your organization, whatever that may be, could, could land you a job in a time when maybe the company that you work for goes bankrupt or the company that you own, you, you need to close the doors or, or pivot or whatever else, taking stock of what those skills are. Uh, because it, again, whether it was in 08, 09, there was a little blip in like 15, 16, and then within, you know, 2020, every time there's a blip, every time there's a, a hiccup, I, for me personally, again, I share, I share what I do. I go through and take stock of what are the things, what are the skills that I have worked on? What are maybe some of my blind areas? What are some areas that maybe I could improve on? Because those are going to be the things that when you think of how marketable you are, again, the, the price that you get paid, I think Elon maybe had said this, the price that you get paid is, is in direct relationship to the, the problems that you solve. Well, if, if you know how to solve a ton of different problems, then you can go work in any industry. If you're so specialized into just a single thing, you know, that may or may not hurt you depending, right? A, a heart surgeon, let's say, um, works really good, but, but how is his general practitioner skills? He can go do that. Uh, it's just, it's just a matter of being adaptable. And so it's really leaning on that adaptability muscle and that continuously learning muscle. Uh, again, so when you think of man of class, continuously learning and adaptability are the top three. And so those really are, th are times, you know, when things kind of get turned upside down and 2020 has been nothing but that, uh, it, it really opens up an opportunity to say, what are the things, where am I blind at? Where are things where are things going right one thing is for certain technology has always been moving ahead in this this whole pandemic has really showed everybody that they can start working more remote there's a lot more people working remote there's a lot more people there's a lot of industries that have downsized there's a lot of uh, leaning out in different areas and so again when you think from a w2 standpoint when they look at jobs across the whole board, they're going to look at people who make the biggest impact. Who are the people that are like the jack of all trades? Not that it's like a jack of all trades and a master of none, but who who can go and and be the problem solver, have the clear thinking, have great leadership, um, intuition. You know, some of these things that are that are really paramount in your day to day working. Like these are the things that. If now is not a time, you know, because COVID gave us a whole bunch of time too, uh, because instead of everything being open 24 hours and you can go and run and, and just, you know, go wherever, it doesn't matter, uh, bop in here, bop in there. Now it's, you need temperature checks, you need uh, face masks, you need this, the limited hours. So COVID has given us a whole bunch of time. So if now isn't the time to look inwardly and say, what are my skills that I'm really good at? And what are the skills that I really suck at? Then when is that's the question I would challenge everybody is when is that time? Because to me, it, it slapped me in the face and it said, well, hey, now is the time to really look at as things are going more digital, more online, more voice activated. How can I start incorporating some of the little things like using voice apps a little bit better? You know, voice is going to be the future where things are going to go, because just like texting, right? That was one of the big things. Phone calls are going down because texting is going up. That's the method of communication. 
well, soon when it becomes easier to just be able to, you know, having AirPods or having earpods in all the time allows you to just quickly send a voice message, which is just like a text message. Instead of having to move the thumbs in order to send something, you can send it via voice. So how can you start to adapt that in? How can you start adapting in the skills of, of whatever, right? You, you, you get to choose. It, it could be, you know, the bookstore is full of books that, that have all this knowledge, or there's tons of online courses in how to perfect and grow all these different skill sets. And so start to grow some of that stuff, start to grow some of the areas that uh, can really help move you into that version of the exceptional life that you're looking to get into. And again, for me, you know, one of the things that I recently started doing was just dealing a little bit more in Adobe, actually. Uh, that's something that I, as I go through and create marketing campaigns and, um, you know, doing these podcasts and it's just, it's a whole skill set that I never, never knew how to do, but now I can actually stitch together a movie or a podcast or audio or pictures. And now all of a sudden that skill set that I worked on, if need be, I could always leverage to any company because I can walk in and say, Hey, I can work with your marketing people and really create you know, that vision. I can create that if you need be. Um, I can, you know, as an engineer, I can solve these different problems. It, again, it, it didn't happen overnight. It was just skill set after skill set of how do I become better? How do I continuously learn? How can I look at my blind spots and say, what is it that I can improve on? Same thing with the financial piece that we were talking about earlier, having that cash. You know, it, it's when you have extra time, how can I double down on, on things. When I have extra cash, how can I double down and increase my financial position, my wealth? Uh, because the more wealth that you have, the better that you're equipped the more problems, you know, the more problem solving skills or the more, uh, skill sets that you have, the better that you can go into any industry regardless, you know? So I know some folks, they kind of like live and breathe in one industry, but just like how we're starting to see some of those industries crumble, cracks in the foundations or companies that, that aren't evolving quick enough, you, you start to see how if that becomes so attached to that, that it's not, you want to be able to have that flexibility and keep that adaptability piece. And so really, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to share today was, you know, a couple different lessons of having cash, right? You know, there's a couple key themes that are happening, having, you know, looking at when, looking when to leverage and when to look inward, especially during these pandemics, you, you know, you, you hear success stories of, of people that have companies that are just like, you know, are just thriving overnight throughout a pandemic. I know a lot of companies that were born in the 08, 09 uh, recession, and it's only through, you know, the, the things that they're doing that not everybody is looking at or thinking about is what are the skill sets that they need to double up on? How do they get things to work for them? having some extra cash so that when they know things are going to go on sale, like we do this, you know, as consumers, we do this all the time, do it with investing, do it for something that's going to pay out to you. And so really using those lessons to, to come, you know, sort of combine into things that you can look at so that you can come out of this thing more ahead than where you started. So hopefully that gives you some, some insight, some things to, to chew on and maybe some things to consider. So, if you found this episode valuable, uh, head on over and give us a, a rating. I'd love to hear from you guys. And 
if you're listening to it, take a screenshot and let me know where around the world that you're listening to it from. Tag me on Instagram at Eric Yusko, um, on Facebook, LinkedIn, or even Twitter. And uh, until next time, stay great and keep moving forward. Did you know that eight out of 10 men are living a life that they wish was better? I believe living an exceptional life means unlearning everything that we've been taught and dropping the shoulds immediately. Which is why I created a brand new ebook titled Coaching Secrets, how to break out of ordinary and live an exceptional life. I wanna show you the mindsets, strategy, and tactics you need to live the life you were meant to be so that you can step into the vision that you have for yourself but maybe haven't taken action. And the best part about it, it's yours absolutely free. To get your copy, head on over to manofclass.com forward slash coaching secrets. And you can start living that life right now.